We should call this talk dip. Did you notice he say dip every now and then? I'm like, what does that even mean? Dip. And we should use that picture of the guy, the crazy guy with the lines in it that for his, the Charlie Dave, we should use that meme as for the picture for the survey. But he's got a pretty good picture on Instagram that I just put up. This is where we discuss the sermon, and you can push back if you want. Kurt's going uh, hunting later on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really good, man. That's great. <laughs> I, I like that's that's something that's always stuck with me is uh, I remember like when I first kind of started trying to do church differently when I was in my early twenties. Uh, something that something that I always liked to say was like instead of the church so I guess I, it, it's like a metaphor of like if everyone if if humans are like caterpillars turning into butterflies mm-hmm. it's much more effective to nourish that caterpillar where it's at and to meet it where it's at and, and to to you know uh, if, it, if it needs food obviously you give it food if it needs water if it needs you know sunlight or even like I don't know social interactions than, than to take a caterpillar and like and take a butterfly mold and smush it into it. Mm-hmm. Like your, your ducks are supposed to be in this row. You're <laughs> supposed to be at this point in your life. You're supposed to have learned these lessons, and so you're just you know being compressed and compacted into something that looks like a butterfly, but really it's just a, a dead caterpillar. <laughs> you know, something that got that got smushed. Like a and, Vorschach test, where it just squished. Right. No, yeah. It's uh, I saw this cartoon on on Instagram where it's uh. Like a caterpillar talking to like a butterfly, and the caterpillar is like, "You've changed." And the yeah. butterfly is like, "Aren't aren't we supposed to?" Like, uh-huh. and so it's uh, yeah. I that's something that growing up in the church and the the Christian college, they're always trying to get you to be. Mm-hmm. No, they they always talk about like where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But then you have zero freedoms at all. You can't do anything. You can't dance or like wear. Um, girls couldn't even wear like spaghetti strap like tank tops and you're just like well that's not really freedom like I don't know so but freedom is scary and so if you're trying to keep everyone's ducks in a row you're letting them know like oh well you can veer off Mm -hmm. I could see why they in theory I could see why they'd want to try to keep that that mold but it doesn't really go with right yeah it's like the the living stones thing you know it's like you're supposed to be a a perfectly cut square brick yeah you know a hewn stone made by a uh huh the lack of freedom rather than oh this is we want to build the altars of like God's church with the stones where they are how they're found right Um, um, anyone else? Uh, (laughs) we're comfortable sitting in silence don't worry something else will pop up I was thinking that you could take what you said today and you could, um, because you you are like Quentin Tarantino in that you move around through time and topic, and and that's a new genre. I mean, that's an actual genre right now. So you could take it, and you could take like little vignettes from each, you know, from all the books of the Bible that you refer to, and the stories, and you could make a devotional. It would be it could be a whole book that people could read like a little bit at a time so that we could really digest it and, and so that it could impact us. It's all there. You just have to write it down. 
<laughs> okay, I, will. I mean, I do like writing a lot, so I, that's something I could definitely do. And now that it's recording. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. The it's when I first like wrote it and I I practiced it <laughs> and um, the the two friends and my wife that were listening to it they're like it's good but it, you should trim this stuff out because there was like like there's like three sermons in this mm-hmm. and you have to find that one path because when you're crafting it it all makes sense in your mind but it's like no it's there's like three different things and I'm sure they don't want to sit for like an hour and a half which I hope it wasn't like an hour and a half but yeah. I mean, those connections are there. Yeah, thank you. I like what you said about the unshaped stones. You know, mm-hmm. and how the mason, the mason, the stone mason, the stone mason didn't want to use the shaped stones. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's off the church does shape us, but some of us are so shaped, you know. Yeah, you you start to think that well, it's your natural. Yeah, yeah. right. And you're and, and maybe we've been shaped. But It's a great story too because we also see like God's work done through someone that had no interest in doing it, did not wasn't changed by the outcome of it. Like he wasn't turned into fire. Like the the beetle, he was just like, "Well, I did it, and it sucks. Like I don't know what to tell you. Now I'm hot, and I don't have my tree, and all these people I hate are like saved. So wow, life's yeah. awesome." Yeah, like, I mean, you don't feel like I don't feel like yeah. much of a, you know Peter. We don't see what happened with Peter. We don't see what happened with all of you. I thought that was just, I, I feel like the Bible is supposed to be an evolution of inclusion. And we're supposed to build on that evolution of inclusion. Yeah, I, I did note just like one, it's in an even later letter that Peter wrote. He does say uh, to listen to Paul because he's wise. So I'm assuming that Peter took that correction from Paul uh, well because otherwise he'd be like, you know what? Paul's a son of a bitch, <laughs> but he does. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but it just uh, it did say that he's wise, so it could be that he he took the the correction. But just like when people correct us, we don't always we might like welcome it, but you're still like, oh, this is the 
asshole that keeps telling me like, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm talking too loud or something like that. But like, doesn't mean you don't take the correction and stuff like that. Got corrected for not being inclusive by the woman at the table, and she has to leave the dog to be crunched from the table, and he's like, "Show, yeah. there's, yeah. you know? there's a, a, a passage that I can't wrap my mind around uh, talking about Jesus and inclusion, where he says something like, "Well, you're gonna have the poor always, so like, focus on me." And she's like, "Wait." Isn't that the opposite of what we've been doing this whole time? And so that's like, it's like a weird, like, uninclusive moment of Jesus. He's like, oh, the poor will be there. And, and like, I get overall what he's saying is like, this is a problem you're going to have forever, whereas, like, what we're doing right now has an immediate effect. But that always, like, hit me like, wait, what? Like, Vince did a whole sermon on that. Um, oh, about that. from New York? From New York, yeah. Oh, wow. I remember when I was I went to a, a public high school so it wasn't like a Christian high school or anything like that and I had a teacher that there was it was one of those things where there was like a hardcore Christian kid in the class and I was just kind of like I'm not getting involved in this like I at the time I was very zealous and apologetic and everything and so I was feeling for the kid but I just didn't want to get involved but one thing that this teacher said I guess times were different back in like the the mid 90s that you could even say stuff like this but he was like well Jesus got killed because he was a pain in the ass and I was like ah that's something that like always stuck with me. And then so when I'm reading the Bible and all the Pharisees and everyone's like dealing with them, I'm just like, oh, well, yeah. Like I do see like that is one of these a like, thorn in their side and stuff like that. But it's like, I yeah, know he's killed because he's a pain in the ass. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. Um, I Kurt and I were kind of talking about last night that what you said reminded me of is just how uh, how influential a single person and obviously a, a broken person can be and we have all these um, kind of idolized and idealized um, characters like in history and you know the founding fathers and the disciples and um, you know but they're just dudes they're just, just people you know just folks and uh, and you know I guess it's 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 kind of easy to do, especially with David. I think you and I talked about that mm. on the first podcast like, that we did. Yeah. The earth, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but yeah, just being like, uh, like talk about someone who had an awful lot of issues and and then uh, an inflated ego and then just like uh, just acted really entitled. You know, David just like, oh, I want that woman. <laughs> I think I'll, I have the ability to kill her husband, or you know, to. Uh, to uh, <laughs> yeah, manslaughter, I guess maybe it wasn't murder, maybe it was manslaughter. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I think it's important to remember that, like these super info. It doesn't take. I doesn't like detract from the importance of someone. I think it kind of uh, highlights it when when you see the the raw broken person well, and and how influential and, and well implemented a broken tool can be. Well, that's that's like the best way of putting it because like David is just all sorts of there's. Stories upon stories that you could get from David, um, where he does like some really bizarre things. Like he'll he like sends he's got like these mighty men and he sends them out to get them a drink of water and they kill like 
hundreds of people and they bring him back to water and he's like you know how much blood was spilled because of this and then dumps it out and you're like wait what like and so he's just like that entitlement like mm. but then like in the process of that entitlement he kind of realizes what he's doing For sure. and we see that uh, the Bible says he's a man after God's own heart and you're saying David but then you realize that it's the aftermath of David it's not like it's because he keeps stumbling but then he's like oh I'm such an asshole. I have to fix mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But it's the sincerity. It's not just saying like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, uh, which a lot of people will do nowadays. They'll think like, oh, I'm just human. It happens. But it's like, but if that's your attitude going into it, you're already setting yourself up to be mm-hmm. a jerk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, oh, I'm human. It happens. Mm-hmm. But the sincerity of like Peter and David, they just keep falling and they do worse things mm-hmm. than the other. You know, like David, like you said, he kills people. He steals people's wives or families apart and stuff and then God's like no this is my dude though because he's so sincere when he's sorry and he tries to make amends and when he gets rebuked by um, is it Nathaniel? Nathan? Just like with Peter and Paul they they take it like oh you're right like this is uh, I was they don't fight it they don't they just be like wow I haven't been living correctly Mm -hmm. at all and I think there might be a, a Bible reference somewhere where it says something like, "like beware people whose like robes drag the ground" or something. Uh, I and I think that's referring oh, that to Pharisees and their flowing robes. Yeah, yeah, because that refers to like they're you know everyone looks up to these picture perfect people, but it's like you got to be careful of them. Like these are the people, mm. the broken people, the broken tools, and um, I like that you said that because there's a story of a broken tool in the. Uh, in the Bible that I've been trying to wrap my head around. It's a, a carpenter. He's like borrows a tool and the head breaks off and it floats down. It like sinks down. Oh, right. And then Elisha like hits the water and it rises up. And I'm like, it's such an obscure story that goes nowhere. But now I'm going to be like Charlie Day with broken tools and, uh, <laughs> and the implement, uh, implementing broken tools. I, like that. I have to say though that unlike in that show, The Family, When David had, um, I think his name was Uriah, murdered, mm-hmm. and when he um, when he the, he had the child with Bathsheba, there were serious consequences. Mm-hmm. I mean, God did not in any way say, "I excuse this behavior," yeah. because you're after my heart. He said, "There will be severe mm-hmm. consequences for what you've done." Yeah. So those guys use David as a scapegoat. They use mm-hmm. David as a scapegoat, yeah. and it's like, no. Yeah. Or it's like a model. Yeah. Well, and they use his, his downfall as yeah. a model, not his. It's just like, yeah, it's such bad theology. It's a simple bad theology. You can see what happens. Oh, it's mm-hmm. just boom. It's horrifying. Watch the family documentary if you haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen that. But it's, uh, yeah, and it's a fine line because there's a lot to learn from David in how we should act in in our lives and interact with people and our faith and everything like that. But you could skew it and just be like, well, I can do whatever I want because as long as I'm remorseful in the end, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's like when Paul says too, like, just because there's free grace, you know, doesn't give you license, whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess mathematically sure that makes sense. You know, but at the same time, like, you're going to freaking hurt yourself. And, yeah. and like Vicky said, there are consequences. Like, yeah, there's free grace, but, like, hey, if you 
if you mess up, like you're you're gonna hurt yourself and the people around you. Yeah. All is permissible, but not all is beneficial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like that happens a lot in the the Old Testament too, because I think was it uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They they get arrested for not following the rules at the time, and Daniel gets thrown into a lot because. The, it's you know they're I think they like outlawed like believing in God or something like that. They like didn't bow down, right? Did yeah, and but it's just like no, there are consequences to what you do. Like you know, even if you hide behind like, well, no, I'm doing it for God. It's like, well, if you're breaking the law, you're breaking the law. I feel like so it's yeah. That's not cheap Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. It's like it's like free, but it's not cheap or something. Like, yeah, like, yeah. That's a good quote. <laughs> <laughs> Any burning desires? Anybody want to push back on this heretic? Do it. Do it. On this literalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a literalist that doesn't care if it's true. All right. Let's get it. Like that. <laughs> now you don't want to be like God's dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm I'm not fun to push it back in because you'd be like God said like yeah I can see that. Yeah, yeah, we have a new favorite. Yeah. Well, that's the only like here I'm not concerned. Like people, I they I'm like oh he's crazy this kid. I'm the most conservative one out of this. No. Let's have a conservative off. Let's do it. Yeah. We all have our private feelings. Yeah, Pete had to like, edit out part of my, my last part of my interview with him because he said it's something that was too traditional, confessional Christianity. Mm. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. Oh. Mixed do this. I haven't even read the Old Testament. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like a confession right now. Let's just uh, leave it at that. We good then? Sure. Yeah. Nice, buddy. Say hello, everyone. And um, there's a hat there. Thank <laughs> you.